It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Sometimes you got to let the cult of personality play out. 402-464-5685, Sorry, Hammond Text on Honda Lincoln Hotline. If you want to be into what we're doing, uh, it's going to be a busy hour, lots to get to. Uh, I want to say thank you to you folks. Uh, congratulations for making it through the week, but I want to say thank you for hanging out with us all week and getting us through the, these these days. It's greatly appreciated. Live video stream is up, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and now Facebook, uh, Twitter Live is up. So you can see the video stream there as well. Bravo, well done. Um, lots to talk about with the NBA and Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher and sports in general. Everything is wacky. Everything is wonky. Uh, nothing is normal, and we love it. So let's bring in our guest. Hit this man's music, Rico, if you would, please. Here's a guy that gives them more depth at UNLV. Everett Gray he brings nine points off the bench for Coach Tarkanian in less than 20 minutes of play in a game. Here he'll have a chance. Oh, as he goes up for the dunk, Miller takes a piece of the arm. Two, two on Miller now. Team foul number five. Here's another basketball player with a baseball background. He was a third-round pick of the Astros in 87 was Everett Gray. Let's bring in EV, Mr. Gray. Coach, how are you doing this, this this morning? Thanks for doing this. I am good. Driving uh, driving to Las Vegas for a tournament and um, hanging out with my guys, and hopefully our guys can play well this weekend. Yeah. Who, who, what kind of tournament is this? It's a uh, it's the AAU tournament with the Las Vegas Knicks. They're a they're a Adidas sponsored team. And um, Compton Magic is in it, some, some really good teams, and we're going to lace them up and, and see what happens. Play hard and see what happens. Where Where is the tournament? What What facilities? It's at the Tarkanian Center, ah. oh, believe it or not. Ah. So we're going to play at the, Tar- yeah, the Tarkanian Center right behind Imperial Palace. Okay. One of the last old hotels that's left in Utah. In, in Las Vegas. You know them all. <laughs> you know them all. No. You know them all. Um, I We've been talking about this whole recruiting thing with Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Uh, Ev, I got to ask the question, man. So how much do we not know or understand about money and recruiting in college sports? You guys don't know. It's a lot you don't know about it. The thing is about college basketball or football or any sport, there's always people around the program. And around the program people is usually people with a lot of money. And it happens everywhere. Every school has a a guy, that alumni that graduated from there that has a lot of money. And there's a lot of them. So... It's just the people around around the program that um, 
that you guys don't know or the, the average person don't know about that helps college students, student athletes, um, get through college. Let's just put it that way. Is 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 the focus in the wrong place, right? Because through, throughout the history of college sports, the people, those around the program people, want to do it for, for a couple of reasons. One, they're there to be close to the program because it helps them feed, feed the ego, right? Their ego of being able to hang out with Tarkanian, be able to hang out with, with Larry Johnson, um, you know, Stacy Ogman, to be close to the team, to the national champions. That's not unique to, to, to UNLV. That's every major program in the country. Yeah, that is. I mean, you can you can go to any any program. It's always those guys um, around your program. I mean, like I told you guys over the stories of over the time I've been on your show, it's, people want to hang out and be around you, and we're a really good college team, right, DP? So we had celebrities, movie stars, you know, traveling with us, being on a bus with us, and it wasn't just ordinary people. The money. It was some, some heavy hitters that wanted to be around our program. So, um, it's you know the temptations for these kids, even back in the day, it's hard to say no. Coming from the situation you come from, it's just hard to turn down something. So, like you know when, like that old Nick Saban, you notice he started backpedaling him like Deion Sanders once Jimbo said, "Hey, you want me to tell you what's really going on, how Alabama?" Is getting these dudes, uh-huh. and you know, and you notice Nick was like, "Oh, hold on," Cause he <laughs> knows because he's one of his ex-assistants, and that's why he, you know, he was backpedaling like Daryl Green, <laughs> you know, and and that's why he was a little nervous. That's why I think he came out and said something about, you know, I'm sorry, I apologize about what he said. You know, it always happened at a function like that in DP. You know, what they do before those functions. You know, yep. we may have a few cocktails, <laughs> and you forget where you're at. <laughs> I've heard uh, what happens at these things. Yep. I've never actually been to them. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> well, well, but but this is, this is the thing. So, to your knowledge, is it possible for a Power 5 program to, to not have paid athletes at any point. No. Right. And the thing is that before all this NIL stuff, I'm all for these kids to get paid. And people always talk about, oh, you get some free education. I'm like, come on, man. You know, like at a Nebraska football game, you know, one section at a home game pays for the student athlete. Mm-hmm. And, you know, players, one section for one home game. Mm-hmm. Or you can just say one home game. Mm-hmm. And, and all the money they bring into the school is ridiculous. And I think they shouldn't get paid. And, you know, if, if someone is willing to help a student athlete, I'm all for it. But now, you know, these guys, it's like the Wild Wild West now. And so, you know, this NIL stuff, and they just, you know, I don't know if it's million dollars behind some stuff, EP. I don't know, but I know some of these kids, I hear some rumors that some of these kids are getting paid a lot of money to go play football. And football brings a lot of money in. So I'm okay for them to get paid. and um, But they do need to put some type of rules to it a little bit. 
what well, Rika and I were talking, and the difference between football programs and those, uh, you know, eighty-five players who are active each Saturday, or the hundred and fifty that are in the program, uh, from behind mm-hmm. that is much more difficult to manage and boundary than basketball. Basketball, you can turn a, 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 a fair to middling program into a great program with two or three exceptional moves, two or three exceptional players in. Is it easier in your mind um, to manage getting basketball players their money uh, to, to, to come play ball for you than it is anything else? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, football, like you said, you got – 85 scholarships, scholarship athletes, and then you have about, what, another 50, 40 walk-on situations. And um, but just like what BYU did this year, they they had a, a company come in and, and and gave all the kids a scholarship for a year, all the walk-ons. Yeah. So, you know, now having walk-ons is not a bad thing for students, people that's coming out of high school. It's okay to walk on because you might get your scholarship you might just get your, uh, your schooling paid for it. Yeah. And a lot of schools are doing that. Now, basketball, it's only, what, 16, maybe 17 kids, probably 14 scholarship kids, 13. Much easier to manage. And that's why the basketball portal is what it is. If you can get a kid to transfer to your school and tell them, hey, I'll give you 100, 100 grand, and he was averaging eight points at, Val, at Valpo, Yes, he's going to go play at Nebraska or whatever. If you can, if you can promise the kid that he can get an NIL, make it six figures. But it's much easier to manage because you don't have that many numbers. Now football, it's, I don't know how they're going to do it. Maybe a salary cap. I have no clue. I don't know if you guys talked about that DP, but maybe a salary cap for um, for football. But um, basketball is much easier uh, to maintain because it's only a certain amount of student athletes. Ev, we, we were talking about basketball specifically because it, it seems to me, right, for, 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 for half the money that you would play to a football player, that you could, because you only need two or three guys each year to elevate your program, right? You need a couple guys. Right. And if, if it is known that Nebraska or Oklahoma or UNLV or USC or whatever has a set number for said four- and five-star athletes, then it that would be the way that seems to me how you catch up with Duke and Kentucky and Kansas if you want to elevate your basketball program. Yeah, I mean it's like you said, if you can get three or four solid kids to come into your program, along with you know the guys you have returning, you're going to be good. Like the problem is for these blue bloods, they get the five star kids and McDonald's kids. You know they're going to be one-and-done kids, but they're still young. But you're getting some solid five or six kids from from proven, proven programs that have been in different programs for three years. Um, some of these kids have been in there for four years in that COVID year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just having a veteran team is beating me. That's why these mid-majors are making it to the Final Four or even going further into the, into the Sweet 16 because they can find – Three good kids, maybe some kids that played on the same AAU team. It's like the NBA. They're all getting together a little bit, DP, and hey, let's go play here. Let's go play there. Let's go play at Nebraska. Let's go play at Omaha and see if we can, see if we can win. Because if you look at it, if you can get, like you said, four, three or four solid kids with some kids coming back, 
you can you can keep your job, get a job, you can get your you know contract extension, and uh, and the thing is that these coaches are not really coming and recruiting high school kids anymore deep because they're just going into the portal, so they know they can win right away. So if you're a new coach, if you win, you can you can win right away. It doesn't matter where you coach it at. It could be a low D one or a mid major. You can get to the tournament. You have a shot at it. So. You know, it's just it's very interesting, but it hurts high school kids trying to go to college because uh, they just college college coaches are just being lazy and just recruiting in the in the in portal. Ev, so what were the numbers? Let, let, let's just for the sake of this conversation, let let's create the, we'll call it Meatloaf State University basketball, right? So mm-hmm. we can put it wherever we want to put it, but. You're around today's 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old basketball players of note, like guys who have some talent. What number, let's say you walk into the home of of a four-star basketball player and you say, what number is it going to take to get you to come play ball for me? What you got to go by the stars? Yeah, what what would you think? What would you – you want to go by the star system? Well, well, let's say that it's just a guy who can play power five basketball. Well, you, you, I mean, the number you got to start with is six figures. Okay, you got to start with a hundred grand. Okay, uh, at least with a anywhere from a hundred to two hundred with a with a five. A four, you can probably be around a hundred. Anything a solid three, you can go fifty, fifty to seventy thousand dollars. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's how I've got to be. At point five stars they got to start at least i'm gonna say at least 100 to 200 um and you can add some other stuff to it like i've heard something about a kid i'm not gonna say his name in school but i was i was told that the kid um got some money dp and his kids can go his kids can go to the university for free and his grandkids that was the offer the kid got from the school well, we we know this. We know this happened. Look, we can we can say it. We know that BYU has figured out a metric mm-hmm. to this thing on how to do it because the nepotism is high and hot and heavy. Like we understand that right. that, that that legacies, cousins, nephews, <laughs> get get preferential treatment. There are programs like that across the country. But it, based right. on what you're saying, if for the program that has it together. For a million, a million five, they can build a pretty substantial roster right away. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're 100% right. Now, you send a salary cap to each team, yeah, a million bucks, a million or 1.5 million would be a great, a great for a um, for any program if you can afford it. A lot of these schools can't afford it. It just depends on how much money you get from these boosters and whoever pitching in. Because I heard they a bunch of people are just pitching into a pot and they just raise enough money for trying to get some of these big big time recruits to come to their school. And at this point you gotta recruit your own own um own own um your own uh, your own players, your own, your own roster. Your own roster. But 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 again, if you know that this is the deal going in, we know that star power moves tickets. Right? It puts right. butts in the seat, it sells it buys hot dogs it, it sells beer, it buys Coca-Cola, that, right? That, that if any program 
spends the money to get players of note and marquee names up on the up, up on the board that more people will come and there'll be more revenue in the stadium. So it is cyclical. Why aren't people – wouldn't it just make sense to work from that? Yeah, the other thing too, DP, you know, you've been to a UNLV game. You know when we – at our stadium, football, basketball, anything, we sell alcohol. And I wouldn't be surprised now – some of these schools are going to start selling alcohol on campus um, to raise more money for situations like what we're talking about. Um, you know, that's why I'm I'm so frustrated a little bit with UNLV because of we we've been doing this. We should be able to be good every year, considering all the resources we have. I don't know why we can't keep a good coach. I mean, Kevin did a okay. He did a pretty good job his first year out. We'll see what happened next year, but you can you can bring in revenue so many other ways, and so that can you can help your 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 football team if you're a mid major and you want to compete against the blue bloods and raise money, and so you can get these kids. And maybe you'll have a kid that want to stay home, but you're going to have to pay them. Um, DP, you know you're going to have to pay them. So there's way. I mean, you can avoid you can avoid the uh, the boosters if you if you can make money off. Off these, you know, off home games, and and, and I, I hate to say it, but alcohol is the way to go. Um, and you know, if you want to really want to make more money and, and have What's some shoe of these, uh, these five star and four star kids come to your school, it's also shoe deals. I can tell you that there are proactive folks in the country. Again, I talked to two coaches uh, Monday. Just they're they're thinking of using the sliding system that the number one ranked player and that they will they will. They will set aside room for five players a year, right? right? And that rotate them each year. So one in, one out. So if somebody leaves, that slot becomes available, right? You fill mm-hmm. that slot based on how much money is in that slot, right? Your top three players, mm-hmm. you know, you put them at 100,000. Uh, the next three players, you put them at 75, you know, 750. The next three after that, right. half. And then you could, or 50,000. And then you can go through. And move players that if you've got you hold sixteen players on your roster, four years is how you're looking at it. So you're going to bring in right. four every year, and you'll just rot- rotate. I-, I think that's close to how business is about to be done going forward. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the crazy part, DP. That sounds. That sounds. Um, I don't know how they're going to handle this. Some of these kids are going to need an accountant. They're going to hmm. need a tax person. And it's just going to be crazy. I don't, I mean, personally, it opened up a can of worms, this NIL stuff. It really did. But the NCAA did it. I think the NCAA did it because they were losing, losing some type of, losing the star power for, especially for the basketball, on the basketball side. You know, football players got to stay three years. But, you know, with this new deal, I think kids will stay longer if they're making a little bit of money, a little bit more money. And I think the NCAA really, banking on that because that's where they make their money at you know obviously having the star power of good players but and, and I think me personally I don't think the NCAA wants they want that one and done situation they don't want them to basically go to high school, high school to the NBA because they want those kids at least to play one year in the tournament and I really think that's um, I think the NCAA behind the scenes is fighting that just keep that rule like you gotta go to school for one year even though you and I know it's a freaking joke because they only go to school for one semester. 
And, yeah, uh, yeah, that back. fall semester to get qualified so you can play, and then by the time that's done, I, I look, look, and I, the next thing for me, um, and again, I think the sliding is going to happen. I think it's going to happen just because it continually allows you to inject new blood into your programs, and you know the level right. of it. And young people will the the word travels fast. Hey, this is what the school is offering. So you might want to consider that going in, and then it'll help you understand where your program is compared to the to the elite. Like you'll know right away. Oh, they're playing a hundred dollars, a hundred per 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 five star. Uh, seven, right. you know. <laughs> well, you're gonna need. Yeah, you're gonna need. Yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to raise some money. You're gonna need some. Well, but you can raise money. Well, but that's what boosters are, right? Like we 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 know those folks around the program that if you keep them right. excited about the program, about the talent coming in, and you have to give them mm-hmm. new talent every year to be excited about. Yeah, I mean it's it's me personally, like I said before, I don't know how they're going to figure this out, DP, because it's there's some good things to it, and then there's some bad stuff to it. And um, when you when you when you involve money, DP, you already know people get greedy. People try to I'm not gonna say you know influence the player uh-huh. with money, and I can see that. And you know, I, and what's next? You're gonna get bonuses for winning, you know, on the road and this and that. So I really think they need to sit down and figure out what they're gonna do. But Ev, hasn't that already been done? Hasn't that already been done? Yeah, it's, it's probably been done a lot. We just don't know. I mean, and I always tell people, you know, I always get for, you know, they always give me a hard time. Oh, you have to be on all these, this and that. I'm like, but they cheat everywhere. And I don't call it cheating. It's just these coaches making a lot of money. The school, they're making a lot of money off the kid. And if they want to give the kid some money, I'm all for it. And I don't think it's cheating. Well, we're trying to get everybody on the same page with proactive thinking. Be, proactive thinking, proactive be, choices. I can't wait, DP. I'd like to see how they're going to do it. But once they figure out, they're going to people going to work around that. They're going to find a loophole in that, and they're going to. But but that's that, that's the people. That means the pro, the the process isn't the problem. It's the people. It's the people. If you put better oh, yeah. people in place, again, we tried to figure out yesterday what what coaching means, what great coaching great greatness means. All of this just shows you who's who, who folks are. And I, I think, more importantly, the fans need to know who the people are. I think that's important. Right. So we're going to find out more. Listen, man, be safe on the road. Go get some wins this weekend. I'll talk to you when, you, when your tournament's over. All right, I'll talk to you, DP. Appreciate you, Everett Gray. Uh, that is Everett Gray, UNLV. Uh, he's out here doing his thing. I, a lot, lots, there's a lot to digest there, Rico. So we'll talk about that when we come back to one-on-one. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One-on-One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.